So welcome to another episode of Thrive. Today we're talking about the future of voice technology in marketing. And I want you to meet someone really special. This is Matthew Gillen, CEO of and co-founder of Voxion. And Matt actually happens to be the youngest guest we've ever on the show, uh, ever had on the show. And I'm not going to reveal his age maybe until later on, but I was so <laughs> impressed and uh, really, really excited to talk about the future of voice technology. So welcome, Matt. And uh, I'm really, really excited to have you on today. Yeah, thank you so much. It was an honor when you invited me. I'm so excited to be here as well. So let's kind of set out by just, uh, or start out by setting the stage, right? Mm -hmm. What What is voice search? Let's kind of level set yeah. first, and then talk about how it's evolved maybe over the last, let's say, five years. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so uh, voice search, uh, what we consider voice search would be uh, searching for content, websites, and stuff like that uh, through the internet by using your voice rather than typing in uh, similar methods like that. So uh, the way you search for voice is different than you the way you would type uh, a question. So that's something to consider when you're searching for voice. Um, the leading ways people search for voice is either on their phone, they press the little microphone on their keyboard when they're in Google, or actually interacting with voice assistants like Amazon Alexa, Google Assistant, or even Siri. So those are the main methods of uh, navigating voice search and kind of trying to find uh, content through voice. And so how has that really evolved over the last five years? Because we've we've all had voice search capabilities on our phone for a mm -hmm. while now. But yeah. I would imagine that the evolution of that has really, really accelerated um, in the recent history. Yes, definitely. Uh, Siri was one of the first kind of voice assistants to come out when Apple acquired them. Uh, they integrated it into their iPhone. And through that, you could do basic, you could uh, call so-and-so, um, and look basic stuff up or ask for the weather. It was like very limited in its use case. It was an alternative to just opening up an app and kind of navigating like that. So it's a faster way to gather information. But since then, uh, more voice assistants have come onto the market, such as Google Assistant. And uh, Siri's features and capabilities have been constantly evolving. So now instead of just asking for the weather, you can write a message to someone. You can email someone. You can order an e you can even order an Uber all through the voice assistant without having to open up an app or type anything. So uh, the way we see voice going is like integrating, uh, we see voice e-commerce growing rapidly, so shopping through voice. Um, and as well as integrating more visual aspects to voice. So either it be like a uh, carousel of products you might want to purchase, uh, things you can say to the voice assistant to kind of get a more uh, personalized result. And uh, that's kind of where we see it going. So voice on mobile growing a bit more, as well as the smart speaker market, such as Amazon Alexa and the Google Home smart speakers, we see that growing rapidly as well. Mm. So can you talk about the data that actually gets generated from the usage of these apps and how that might be beneficial to brands from the standpoint of informing a customer experience on the back end and then also improving the customer relationships on the front end? Yep, great question. So when you do build an app for voice, the two primary platforms are Amazon Alexa and Google Home. Right. Uh, yep, so when a user interacts with your app, it'd be like, uh, Alexa, order me an Uber. And then from there, you can say, I need an Uber to the airport. They confirm the cost. You confirm that you want to pay with your regular card. And then the Uber is sent to your house, basically. So within that conversation, uh, brands can see the exact dialogue that the uh, user has with their voice app. So word for word, they can see like exactly what they asked for. We can see that, oh, a majority of the people are wanting to go to the airport in this area and kind of stuff like that. So the information we can gather is really deep. Because we can see exactly how people are talking to your brand and your uh, service. Mm -hmm. um, now, you mentioned 
two platforms, uh, mm-hmm. Alexa and Google Home. Yes. What about Facebook Portal? Is that sort of on the on the radar as well for the applications that you're talking about? Yeah. So Facebook Portal is definitely kind of on the uh, uh, platform, but that's more built for a um, text-based chatbot than a um, conversational chatbot, mm. similar to like these Amazon Alexa and Google Home apps. So that's the biggest difference between them. Okay. Is that what um, Facebook? Yeah. And so what are what are um, some examples of some of the applications f- specific to each of those platforms and how are they actually developed? Like, give, give me like the backstory yeah. or the background of like, how how does this all work? Yeah, so uh, Amazon Alexa and Google Home, uh, the way, like uh, about two years ago, development really started to pick up in that it became a lot more accessible to people. Right. Starting off, the only real way to develop was through like SDKs, sitting down and programming in Node.js. And you had to be really technically inclined, know how to program to really build good voice apps. And even then, development was still costly, it was lengthy, and it's just really complex. Right. But over the past 24 months, we've been seeing a rise in no-code to low-code solutions. Mm. So plat- online platforms that support both Amazon Alexa and Google Home, like the Voxion platform, that allows anybody to go on and start building for uh, voice without writing a single line of code. Okay, so we'll get into into Voxion itself in a second, mm-hmm. um, yeah. but uh, I think just to bring this back to uh, real world applications, mm-hmm. do you have a couple of like your favorite, what you would consider good voice applications? Yes, um, and then maybe share one that you feel is not as successful. Mm-hmm. So um, a big like a successful voice application we would consider would be like something similar to the Geico application. So within the Geico application, you can enter in your information uh, for like a quote for auto insurance, and then from there it'll provide you with an actual like quote, which they can email to you or text you or kind of stuff like that. So within that application, they they give good uh, user interface, so they're able to deliver information to the user concisely without wasting a lot of time, and there's not a lot of confusion within the app. The users. With it, once they open the app, they kind of know what they're doing. They know what to ask the app without kind of confusing and tripping it up. So I think the Geico voice app is a good uh, example of a voice app. And does that app also allow, like, so aside from, let's say, insurance quotes, does it also uh, enable you to quickly, like, submit a claim and, you know, things along those lines? Or is it just specific to the insurance? For now, it's just specific to insurance because once you start building into claims and stuff, then there's some confidential information Mm. or more confidential information, which can kind of be... uh, risky to have sent through a speaker almost, I guess. It's still kind of unexplored, that area. Okay. And then um, is there an application that you've come across that you just felt like kind of missed the mark a little bit? Yeah, so a big thing right now is that almost over half of all the applications on the Alexa store right now have no reviews at all. They've almost like never been used. So a lot of these applications are kind of just thrown together in an hour or even a couple minutes and they don't really perform any good voice user uh, voice user interface practices. So I'd say like a lot of like the quote apps almost, and a lot of the uh, trivial apps don't really practice good use cases. But they are good examples of what you should not do and should try to avoid. Okay. So, yeah. All right. So let's transition a little bit toward um, Voxion, and I mm-hmm. definitely want to kind of go into this a little bit. So for agencies that don't have voice developers in-house, um, yeah. talk about what some of the options are for these these agencies, whether they're uh, brand agencies, they're PR firms, they're media, you know, whatever they are, they just don't have the, the tools and the skill set in-house. And maybe mm-hmm. they haven't found a great 
external resource to be able to bring that, you know, to their clients. Mm -hmm. Um, Share a little bit more about the solution that you've developed with Voxion. Yeah, so we saw a need for agencies and brands uh, that wanted to start building for voice, but didn't know where to get started, or um, development was a little too complex, too expensive, and they didn't really want to divert their engineering resources to learn to build for voice. Um, so if an agency or anybody wants to start building for voice, uh, you do need to know how to program. You need engineering resources to do that. And so with our platform, it's similar to WordPress in that anybody can kind of get on and just start building if you're a marketer or programmer or anybody really. Mm-hmm. So we're kind of trying to reduce the, uh, increase the accessibility of building for voice to kind of grow out to anybody who wants to start building for voice. And, and is that considered, back to what you said before, is that mm-hmm. considered a low-code or a no-code solution? Yep, so we are a no-code solution, so there's no programming required at all. Uh, you just drag and drop certain blocks out and kind of build a conversation within the platform. And what are the, um, uh, I guess I get, uh, the way that I would ask it is, um, are there any limitations? Um, because it's such a, sounds like such a modular system, are there mm-hmm. limitations to how you can customize it from an aesthetic standpoint and then also from a content or actual um, application standpoint? Yeah, so within the platform, we have the ability to pull your latest tweets, Facebook posts, uh, and APIs. So if you have a database of information, uh, we can pull information from there. Some limitations within the actual platform we would see would be um, integrating kind of paid media and paid content. Um, That's kind of hard to build out uh, within the platform itself, and even in general, kind of integrating that, oh, you need a paid account to access this app from the beginning. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's one thing that we're working on actively developing around as well. And do you have sort of a, not to put you on the spot, but do you yeah. have sort of like a, an ETA on when something like that would be rolled out? Uh, within a month or two, we'll have it all oh, rolled out wow. and ready to go. I thought you were so, going to say like a year. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. no. Uh, for our year goal, we would like to begin support for like uh, Apple, uh, Apple Siri and other voice platforms. However, those platforms aren't really open to developers like we would like them to be. Mm, so that's yeah. kind of more like a year goal for us. Okay. All right. Sounds good. Um, so as we start to wrap up a little bit, what what should agency leaders be considering in terms of voice technology um, as part of a more integrated part of marketing in general? I yeah. feel like this is, this is a, a space that a lot of people have been talking about. I think it was actually one of the first podcast episodes on this show where oh, wow. we went into voice search and then we've had other people on talking about, you know, prospect intent as it relates to voice search. Mm-hmm. But as people, consumers um, are using voice search more and more, the brands and the agencies have to cater to their clients and to the end consumer. Mm-hmm. So um, what, what kind of things should they be considering you know, as agency leaders uh, with, with regard to voice technology? Yep. I think they should be considering where their uh, audience and target audience are going. So three out of four U.S. households will have a smart speaker by 2020, and half of all searches through the, uh, half of all searches through the Internet will actually be done through voice by 2020 as well. So um, this is where we see a lot of the traffic and the audience going is to voice. So we think agencies and brands should start building for voice now and developing strategies around mm-hmm. voice as it's going to be the future of where their audience is going to go. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Um, and I know you generously put together a landing page for our yep. audience, which was great. Thank yeah. you. Very kind. Mm-hmm. Um, so do you want to talk a little bit about that, um, how the structure of Auction works and then what the, the offering is for the one-month free trial? Yeah, so we have 
Uh, we're launching a free version of our platform, which allows anybody to come onto our platform, build some voice apps and prototype them, but not launch them. So within the platform, you can build out uh, conversation flows, how you want the app to interact, how you want users to interact. Mm -hmm. And then, uh, so that's coming out for free. Uh, multiple people can collaborate on the same project and kind of just use it to learn about voice, how to build for voice, and explore the platform within our analytics as well. Uh, and then we, and then once you have an app that you want to publish uh, live or to go live, we're offering a one-month free trial with that, in which the app will actually be live on both Amazon Alexa and Google Home for a month for free. So, oh wow! Yeah. So, so the free trial is not just accessing and building out what you'd like to build out, yep. but it's actually going to be live. Yeah, it'll then, be hosted. Wow! It'll that's, be hosted, and then from there you can get feedback and kind of see your analytics. That's fantastic. That's great. Yeah. Um, I love the model. Um, so uh, I'm, I will put this in the show notes, but uh, that landing page that Matt is talking about is going to be at voxion.us forward slash thrive. Um, and Voxion, just by the way, if you're listening to this and not watching the show, it's V-O-X-I-O-N dot U-S. Um, so, you know, this is such an interesting conversation because I almost feel like we were talking about this stuff maybe about, I don't know, seven or eight years ago in a similar path to... And maybe even longer than that, uh, maybe eight to 10 years ago, where websites were needing to become mobile, right? Yep. We had this whole, um, you know, need to understand that people were moving off of their desktops or using mobile devices. So all of our websites, all of the things that we were developing, um, typically for desktop had to become responsive. First it was adaptive, then it was responsive. Mm -hmm. And we got to this point where we hit the threshold of like, you know, more than 50% of people using their mobile phones. And I feel like this is sort of like the next phase or the next level of where we need to go. So it's a really, it's not futuristic, it's already here. You yeah. know, like you said before, three out of four households are going to have these voice assistants you know, in, in, in next year. year. Yeah. So this is not futuristic. This is here now. I think it's a really, really important conversation because agency owners and agency leaders are constantly looking for what's the next thing? What can I bring to the table to my client? What can I bring to the table, you know, just to add more value? And I think this is a really, really great solution. Um, so just curious to if you have any other thoughts as we're wrapping up here. No, we definitely see uh, voice becoming the next mobile almost, the next coming of web, uh, and just in that it can deliver information and services a lot quicker than a traditional website or app can because you just have to ask for the service, the question, and it's just delivered to you instantly essentially. So there's no navigating websites, opening and downloading apps. It's just ask and you receive essentially. Right. So we see uh, moving existing content or even developing new content specific for voice kind of being the next big wave of content development for uh, agencies and stuff. Yeah, fantastic. Yeah. This is this is awesome. I think this will really resonate uh, for sure with the audience. So yeah. thank you so much again. I really That's enjoyed right. our conversation and I'll post everything in the show notes. Definitely mm -hmm. check out uh, voxion.us. And yeah. um, thank you again, Matt. Of course, thank you so much for this opportunity. This episode has been brought to you by Workamajig, the number one creative agency management software. Show notes at thrive.workamajig.com. Find out how your creative agency can become more productive and more profitable. Schedule your demo at thrive.workamajig.com.